listening to the Loving BDSM podcast, episode 342. Okay, the Lord's here with the one, the only, the light of my life, the love of my life, uh, my person, John Brownstone. <laughs> well, thank you for that. I don't have anything witty to say. Uh. You've been feeling a little, uh, so like I wasn't going to tease you. Look, I'm a bitch, but I'm not a total bitch. And I do you, love you're you. You're not a heartless bitch. Yeah. I mean, sometimes. Well, but yeah. with you, no. Okay. No, you like all of my, it's my heart's overflowing to a disgusting extent that makes the Scorpio side of me go, really, bitch, please. But <laughs> the rest of me that is not governed by the mysterious stars in the sky, uh, yeah tries to actually be nice because i love you and i care well, i thank you for that mm. okay we're here <laughs> enough of that shit uh this week uh we're gonna dive a bit deeper into a question we received in a previous q a um that one was specific to being submissive and we're gonna broaden that um, basically how do you figure out who you are as a kingster and what your style is beyond whatever your initial inclination might be dom sub switch top bottom whatever like how do you go deeper than that how do you figure mm -hmm. out the nuance of that so that's what we're talking about Welcome to the Loving BDSM Podcast. This is your first time listening. Glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Friday for your kinky pleasure and education, and show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. You can also follow the show on Twitter, at Loving BDSM, on FetLife at Loving BDSM PC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, Loving DS in the number one, so that's at Loving DS one, or on YouTube at youtube.com slash Loving BDSM, where you can watch us live stream the podcast every Wednesday. All links are in the show notes. Big thanks as always to our key patrons over on Patreon, including our newest peeps. We're able to keep doing this weird ass thing on the internet. <laughs> uh, in part because of our kinky patrons and we're fucking grateful for every fucking one of you. If you'd like to join our kinky community and get access to extra content and a discord server with a group of super cool, super nice kinksters, you can do that. Just join us at patreon.com slash Kayla Lords. That's patreon.com slash Kayla Lords or use the link in the show notes. Um, and before we get into today's topic, uh, this is a, a byproduct of we do way too fucking much, but here we are. Uh, we are once again sponsoring ourselves this week, <laughs> but it is not the same sponsorship, air quotes, sponsorship as last week. No, no, no. The loving BDSM Etsy shop is the thing we're talking about this week. Um, especially since our topic is on kind of knowing yourself as a kinkster, understanding yourself within kink, because we have products on our Etsy shop, digital products, that may help you with that. We have uh, our OG 30 Days of DS, which kind of helps you if you're new to kink or in a new power exchange, kind of figure out what you want or what, what you're trying to do. Then we also have 30 Days of DS Volume 2, which is f typically for people um, either in established power exchange relationships or people who've been there, done that, and you you've kind of been in uh, your kink life for a while. Um, talk about some of the more nuanced parts of managing a power exchange relationship. We also have a workbook uh, about uh, figuring out the mechanics of what your long distance DS relationship will look like. Then we have planner sheets and task sheets and just tons of digital products. And I am currently plan is as of today to really like finish up adding some physical products to the store. Those will be fun things, um, <laughs> not educational, totally just fun. Um, so yeah, loving BDSM on Etsy. Be shocked, we are just loving BDSM if you go to Etsy or the link is on the places. Um, 
And if you've already seen all our digital stuff and you're like, yeah, 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 I want the physical stuff because the first product will be stickers and they are so freaking cute. Uh, I fucking love them. Um, if like favorite our shop and like pay attention to notifications and Etsy kind of thing, or just wait for me to scream from the high heavens, they're in stock. Uh, Cause you know, I will. So yeah, loving BDSM is on Etsy. That's where we sell products that we ourselves make. Uh, not to be confused with our weapons of ass destruction shop, the kinkery, the kinkery.com. That's a different thing where we sell things that we make <laughs> different vibes. Uh, so yeah, that that's it. That's us. We just want to okay. remind you that we, uh, that we exist over there. <laughs> okay. So you're turning on the fan for anybody yep. who's like, what is that background home? Uh, we are definitely spring like weather. Uh, yes. In Florida, we might get another cold snap. Sometimes we do in mm -hmm. March, but we're definitely in the, oh, yeah, we need AC and we need mm -hmm. fans running. It's that kind of level. So that's we're back to there being a hum in the background. Anyway, <laughs> so this week's topic is an extension of a question we received, I think, at our last like main Q&A episode, which was probably done at the end of 2022, if I'm remembering correctly. That question specifically, this is what they asked. How does one go about finding their submissive style or identity? And we sort of interpreted that as like the nuances of who you are as a submissive beyond the generic submissive, because that can mean both anything and nothing all at the same time. So we answered that question in the Q&A, if I recall, hopefully we answered it well. <laughs> um, but this time I th we wanna talk about that in a broader context of regardless of, of your identity within the kink world, how, how do you figure out who you are past that initial, oh yes, that I checked that box kind of thing. <clears throat> and we do not have like concrete answers of if you do these five things, you will figure yourself out. Mm -mm. It does not work that it's way. Not, it's not like that. No. It's not like that. But what we will do is talk about things we've done, how we have come to understand ourselves better. And also there will probably be multiple reminders about whatever we know about ourselves now, after for me, a decade of knowing I'm kinky and you like what, 25 years, give or take, um, we're still learning stuff. And then, mm -hmm. you know, the answer we give today about who we are may differ in five, 10 years. Cause that's, you know, we're nature, evolving. Nature of the beast. Right. So, um, Let's talk about some of the different methods. I even made a list. You see how organized I, I, I saw am? that as you scroll down. Wow. Some of which we've done, some of which we would recommend people to do if you're trying to figure yourself out. But that is based on our own um, experience with that. So the first one I put on the list, mm -hmm. it's kind of the obvious. It's where some people just tend to start once they're like, wait, I'm kind of into this kink thing, but who am I? What am I? And that's things like BDSM quizzes and tests that you mm -hmm. find online. They will be imperfect. Oh yeah. <laughs> Some are more imperfect than others. <laughs> they will be imperfect. Um, we've done the big one multiple times now, the BDSM test. I think the website is bdsmtest.org.com, something yeah. like that. Mm -hmm. um, and it mostly, you know what's funny when I'll say this, my very first time taking that test, uh, it was like 100% submissive and I went, yes, that tracks. And I would almost say that the first time I took the test and got the results, it felt more accurate to me than the last time, which we did a video, an episode of something, it's in the YouTube mm -hmm. archive of retaking that test. And I know why it feels less accurate now, because I can't just give 
a binary yes, no, this, that, black, white answer to a question about my my kinks anymore. It's too nuanced. Right. And if I go a little bit to like the not quite disagree or a little bit more to the okay kind of agree, mm-hmm. it can skew the results and then it's like, oh, you are a definite rope bunny. No the fuck I'm not. <laughs> like I know I'm not. <laughs> I know, like, I know the nuances of what I like about rope bondage, but that would never in my mind, in the way I think of that, classify me under this particular label. I could mm-hmm. use label if I wanted and there'd be nothing wrong with it, but that's not how I see myself. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, tests and quizzes are imperfect. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they're a great generalization, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? And, and I think they are good for giving you a jumping off point, mm-hmm. when you, especially when you, when you are new. Um, you know, you can, it, it gives you at, at that, once you take the test, it gives you points to explore. Right, right. I actually didn't, the, the very first thing I did was not take a test. It was, I was reading online content that was kinky and some of which I didn't Mm -hmm. understand until I kind of found myself there that I was reading kink. And I recognized that I was identifying with in everything I was reading, the bottom or the submissive in Mm -hmm. like that was where my, my energy and my focus and attention went. And that's where I went. Yeah. I want to be that person. Even if I didn't actually want that scenario, I was like that, that's the person I'm putting my face over them in my mind. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm that character. Um, and that was my jumping off point. And then I found the test because I think once I started sort of understanding there was an online world where people talked about their kink life, that's kind of one of the top things that I saw over and over and over again. And so then I started to have more words to put to what I thought I liked. Mm-hmm. Um, when we did the retaking the BDSM test, that part of I think what we talked about was it's a good idea, not that you have to, God knows, like figure yourself out and then use whatever words and then you never have to think about that again if you don't want to. But it's kind of a cool thing to go back later and retake and just see maybe how much has changed or evolved. Mm. Things that you thought you might like in early days when you hadn't actually tried anything yet, you may find that you may have tried them and gone, oh, I have definite opinions about Mm -hmm. this now. Or things that were definite no's before based on what little you might have thought or understood become maybes years later, that kind of stuff. Um, I do, you know, I'm not, I'm definitely not a person who's like, take the test, that's who you are, you're done, you're done. Like that is, like you said, just the the starting point, if you even choose to do that. Right. Um, but if you are questioning, ooh, I, I know I'm, I think submissive or I think dominant or I kind of like both, but what what are even my options? sometimes some quizzes can be slightly helpful. Is that enough caveats for everybody? Because <laughs> <laughs> some of them suck. Some of them you could tell oh, yeah. were not written by Kingsters we, at we, all. We did one that, you know, we were questioning the questions. Yeah, sometimes there's a knowing a little too much. Like, I, I feel like I know just enough about stuff to be dangerous. <laughs> and so... Uh, that particular quiz got you ranting. That is one of the exclusive <laughs> videos we've done for Patreon slash YouTube memberships. That and yeah, it got it got JB ranting. Um, so hmm, uh, you have to kind of take some of that with a little bit of grain of salt. Meaning, like maybe it gets one or two things right, but a couple things mm-hmm. you're like, I don't think so. 
well, okay, then don't. You know, it's yeah. it's not you know uh, a require. It's not a requirement to take, and it's certainly not a requirement to mm-hmm. follow. But if you're like, if you don't feel like you have the language for what it is you might be into, or how to express that, or where to even start exploring, like what is my style and what am I into? Mm-hmm. As long as you understand the potential issues with them, they can be decent tools in an arsenal of tools. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And and don't take the test as an end-all be-all. Oh, Just because no. the test says you, you know, are this and you're that and, and you know, you fall into this category and that category. Uh, you know, it's okay to try those things. It's okay to explore those things. But if you don't like them, don't feel pigeonholed into it just because it's of what it says. Right, because the score you got on a particular quiz or test is based on answers you gave at that moment, at that day, with the information you had and how you were feeling and where your mm-hmm. mind was at and your head was at. And the moment you try something, you got more information, which would change what that answer would have right. been. So please, 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 please don't, don't. <laughs> obsess over those things they are they are right. only as important as we decide they are and so then we can decide they're not that important mm-hmm. um when i on the list of okay figuring out yourself this one is not going to be available for everybody because of life circumstances situations where like where you're at in life what you want access like i know but for how i figured myself out more there's kind of nothing like being in some kind of kink relationship it's sort of the and I don't think it has to be a relationship, just like a committed relationship. Mm-hmm. I would say kinksters who are not necessarily interested in or looking for power exchange relationships, but are playing with others in clubs and at parties where you're interacting with people. It's the interaction with your kinks and another person. Mm-hmm. From my experience and from how I've find that I have evolved over time, that makes it, that's, it takes it out of being theory. Like if you're, you're literally going and doing the thing with another human being and that other human being might be part of um, how, you, how you think about the experience. And so if that other human being is not very good, that can certainly make it go, maybe this isn't for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in a mostly healthy, mostly decent situation, when you have a good experience with an, another person interacting in the way that you feel like this is who I am as a kinkster, it can solidify some things. It can go help you go, okay, I like this, but I don't really like that. Or, oh, I thought I would be down for that, but actually I'd rather do this. It's taking what's in theory in your head and and Mm -hmm. in whatever you're watching or reading or where the fantasies are coming from or whatever a fucking quiz might say and putting it into practice and then getting to go in your own mind, okay, yeah, I'm down for that. No, no, that, that, I thought that would work. That's not working, move on, scratch Mm -hmm. that off the list. Um, But to learn who I am as a submissive, it has, and what I want and what works for me and what my style is, um, it has absolutely helped to uh, engage in that as a submissive against a dominant and with a dominant Mm -hmm. to go back forth and now i think the reality of that is though the submissive i am with you Mm -hmm. may not at all be the submissive i am with With another partner and that is good and true and fine and like we're not static people and part of who i am now as the baby girl submissive kayla lords who happens to be married to John Brownstone is partly as a result of how we interact and what works for us. And if that interaction and that way of working did not work with another partner, 
-hmm. I would find the path that allows me to stay true to myself, but works with that partner. You know what I mean? I'm not so rigid that I can only be a baby girl in this way. I can only be a submissive in this way. It's that give and take back and yeah. forth with the relationship. Mm -hmm. I wanna make clear, if you are not in a relationship or not engaging with other people and your experience is mainly online or it's theoretical, you are still completely capable of figuring yourself out. You are still valid. Absol you are still real. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you know, <laughs> even if you're not in a relationship with someone or not even looking for one, um, you know, you can still explore. That is a great time for some serious introspection, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, let's face it, saying you're a dominant or you're a submissive is a very broad Oh God, yeah. Term. It means something you know, different to everybody. To, <laughs> to to everybody. And you know, I mean there there are things, you know, like you can be a, a soft dom, there's daddy dom, there's owner I mean play, the, I mean I don't even protocol. have the language for all of right. it. There's so many nuances. And and, and everything in between. You know, so you you can always look into these things and and explore them even on your own, and that give, when you do enter into a relationship or or even just as top bottom for play, you have a better understanding of who you are and what you want. Right. The the thing I would say to anybody doing that for the first time is to give yourself a lot of grace and be patient with yourself because the thing that you like in theory. Mm -hmm. may not work in practice the way you thought it would, or right. it might not work with that particular partner. And that's where the trying to figure out who you are in relation to another person um, gets tricky because you're responding to that individual across from you. Um, and you may respond to that person and their personality and their needs and their mannerisms and their whole being differently than you might respond to somebody else who offers the same kind of play, the same dynamic, um, takes on the role that you want you want from a partner, but they're a completely different person. And so then your interaction shifts. That was early days of our relationship where we, it wasn't enough that it would have broken up our relationship, but we were off track with one another. It mm -hmm. wasn't quite right in that way that you just know like, on like on a cellular level, like this is right, because we were both doing and being and, and performing dominance and submission based on what we had done in previous relationships, how it worked in those relationships with those people. And I think there's nothing wrong with starting that way if that's all you know. And you know, we're all making this up as we go along and you get into a relationship, you're like, well, this was the kind of submissive I was, so okay, we'll start here. And they go, well, this is the kind of dominant I was, so we start mm -hmm. here. We didn't truly come into our own and have things completely click and just start, it was never, it's never been perfect, but just start mm. working until we went from trying to be sir and pet or sir and whatever. Mm -hmm. Like when I, when you started calling me baby girl, that sank right in and felt really yeah. right. Uh, when you finally embraced the idea of being daddy, everything felt right. Yeah. Now, it, and it feels right and things work. And sometimes you don't even notice that things, they're not bad, they're not wrong, but they could be better. They're, they're the, slightly off kilter. A right. Bit. The yeah. next layer to that or level of that, we, and we still do sometimes get very kind of like, 
a little stoic, a little serious when we seen in play. Mm-hmm. But the next time I felt like that click into place where this this is right, this works really well, was the first time we got playful while we in were seeing yeah. right. Like we were you you were sadist, I was masochist, yes, and, and sadistic John Brownstone is a motherfucker, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Literally and figuratively. Um but playful daddy dom sadist JB, mm. that's on another level. And I, you know, I had heard of and been around people who giggled their way through bottoming in a scene, and I, you know, never quite understood it until I found myself. I mean, you're wailing on me. I am in pain and I am still giggling and dancing and being silly. And uh, if you had told me on day one of, hey, you're kinky, you're into pain, you're into impact, this is who you're gonna end up being, it wouldn't have made any sense to me. It was a mm-hmm. it was a gradual over time, not just not just trust and communication. Like those are the basics of like the, the foundation of the relationship, sure. But it was the knowing myself and knowing you and just getting mm-hmm. to a place of comfort with what we were doing that I we didn't even think about it. There was no planning it. There was no talking about it ahead of time. It was I had a sense of how I was feeling and I expressed it in the moment and you responded positively to it. And so then we could go there together. And now, although there are definitely times when it gets quiet and serious and like, I don't make a lot of noise unless he's like really like putting his arm through a workout. Um, Yes, those types of scenes still happen, but some of the best ones, the ones where we are having fun, I'm probably laughing through it. Yes. We, for the spicy page, yes. the OnlyFans for anybody who's like, what the fuck are they talking about? Anyway, um, we did Electroplay. It was 20 minutes of Electroplay. And yes, there were times it was like a little nagging, a little hurt, a little whatever, but I was also laughing my ass off through it mm-hmm. and being playful without being like, like I never went to the brat side. I was more of a, no daddy, no, but really here you have total access, like whatever. Right. (laughs) Um, And you know, those feel the most natural to me now in a way they might not have felt 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. Like it just, I, that who I was, where I was at that point, I took things very seriously and I was like very focused. I was very, tried to be very poised and not for any, you know, reasons that I could list out and go, oh, it was definitely for this and this and this and this is why. I can maybe look back and go, yeah, I probably thought that I needed to take it seriously or eh, I was probably a little bit more nervous than I I am now or "Eh, maybe it was this, but it wasn't a clearly identifiable, like this is why I was like that. It's just over time for a myriad of reasons, our relationship has evolved to this place. But when we've made those kind of what I would call distinct changes where there was a before and an after, Yeah, those have clicked into place and just felt right. True. And then I understand myself a little bit more as a kinkster mm-hmm. because I had the time and the experience to get to that place. Yeah. Right. So no, not everybody's gonna have a relationship <laughs> or have a steady partner or figure themselves out down the path that I have taken to kind of understand myself. But you know, if you are in a relationship or you are seeking a healthy, positive relationship, if if it lasts for more than five minutes, you're gonna learn stuff about yourself. You're gonna right. figure yourself out. The thing, and we've said this in every time we've ever talked about sort of relationships, but the person you are with that partner 
It's not necessarily who you're going to be with somebody else. Absolutely. Even if you're still using all the same labels, they will mm-hmm. mean different things to you because the interactions are so unique. I mean, I, I've said it before. Um, the way I interact with you is different than I interact with the sub I had years ago. The way I interacted mm-hmm. with this person or that person. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it 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 all depends on, on the people involved. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even at this point in our lives as, as as long as we've been together and, and we've had our DS relationship, we're still evolving and changing. Oh, God, yeah. I'm, I can't, I know there are people out there who just stagnate and go, this is what I learned 20 years ago and this is what I thought 20 years ago, so this is what I think today. That That's a way to do mm-hmm. it. Uh, I can't imagine it because every time I learn something new, either about myself and how I react to things or we just have a new experience yeah. or something comes at us in life that we never predicted we haven't gone through before there there's more information to gather to then internalize to mm-hmm. then adjust like yes it would it looking back you know <laughs> hindsight being 2020 and all that good stuff yes i know now that you and i would have had a better ds experience if i somehow miraculously knew 10 years ago to do things that i do now but i could only learn to do these things as a submissive now because of the previous 10 years together so like there i have learned to ask you do you have the bandwidth for me to to talk to you about this thing Mm -hmm. or i've learned to go hey i don't need a decision right this moment but here's what i'm I'm going through, I'll be bringing this to you, let me know. Mm-hmm. Like those little things that make me, I hope, a better submissive and a better partner just in general, but from a submissive perspective, they make me a better submissive. I mean, maybe in a future relationship, there better not be a few, you know, a, an additional, let's say an additional, cause we are non-monogamous, an additional relationship, I will have those tools and that skill set to maybe think of that, but it doesn't mean that who I was 10 years ago was a shit submissive because I didn't know what I know now. Mm-hmm. It also doesn't mean that in an additional relationship that the things I know because that I've learned with you will even work. Right. Which might be why I'm not like overly, like I'm certainly not looking for additional relationships because it's like, I know how this one works. I don't know if I've got the bandwidth to learn how that <laughs> one works. Um, that's just that's reality. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there, there's a lot to be said for being in a relationship. It is definitely not the only way to figure yourself out. Um, it's not the end all be all. I would just say that if you are in a relationship and you can look back over any period of time and you're like, I don't think I've learned anything about myself. I don't think I've evolved. I don't think I, that's the issue to deal with for yourself and or with the relationship. Cause something, something has been closed off, whether it's a communication or just a, the ability to pay attention. Like sometimes there's just a lot of life going on and you don't have time to get introspective about the nuances of your relationship and who you are. And sometimes what we do is we forget to look back and go, wait, wait, no, things really have changed and I just haven't mm-hmm. thought about them. Um, but yeah, for figuring out the type of baby girl submissive masochist that I am, most of that growth for me has absolutely happened because of our relationship because yeah. we're doing shit together. Mm-hmm. Okay, next one on the list Uh is our favorite. It's the one we harp on every fucking time we talk about shit. Finding your kink community, because let me start and say online or in person, 
Finding your kink community will help you figure yourself out. Why? Because when you're in a kink community online or in person, you get to see thousands, hundreds, even dozens of ways of being kinky of, of and different what pers- that means. Different perspectives. Mm-hmm. Yep. Somebody's going to talk about a thing that they did or a thing that they like and some part of your brain's going to go, I have huh? never considered that before. <laughs> or somebody's going to go, oh yeah, I'm this kind of dominant or oh, we're switches and this is how we do it. And you're going to go, I didn't even know that was an option. I didn't know you could do it that way. And you're either gonna get into conversations with those people and maybe learn from them, or you're just gonna have the idea in your head because you heard a thing and you're gonna go off and learn more about it. You're gonna think about who that thing that intrigues you and who you are as a person and go, wait, can I incorporate that? Like kink community is huge. This is, if you don't have access to a person to play with or be in a relationship with, like that's just not in your stars right now. (laughs) Kink community is, and maybe better even than a relationship because yeah. you learned a lot about yourself long before you and I got together. Right, and that that was from from being part of the King community when I came into the community, mm-hmm. and um, you know, uh, meeting so many different people and and the different um, dynamics that that they had. Then, in addition to you know being in in close proximity to a dungeon that offered workshops that you know and and you go and and see them and and interact with that you learn and see so much mm-hmm. so much and you know in this day and age it, it doesn't matter if it's online community if it's a in-person community you know this this is a, a great time so to speak you know I, I see so many, so many things that are being done online now, which I, I think is great. Pro, you know, I'm, I'm, there's a, a silver lining to everything. Sure. You know, and, and as much as, as COVID disrupted and sucked life and sucked and continues to suck, uh, you know, there are so many opportunities now online. Those have remained. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which is fantastic be, because. You know, not everybody has access to to go somewhere to to take a workshop or or go to a dom meeting or a sub meeting. So you know, having these things online, you know, with, with Zoom and and other other online ways of of you know creating groups and and doing workshops, it is so amazing. So you know, it take advantage of those things to explore. And the thing is, is a lot of people who are are new to kink are like, but where do I find everything? Well, first of all, (laughs) if you want to find quote, everything available to you in BDSM, get prepared to drink from a fire hose. Okay, it's just too fucking much. And not all of it's good, or Mm -hmm. even if it's good, it might not be right for you. The thing I've noticed, and it involves the word I fucking hate, it involves patience. Yeah, you yep, can yep. stop with your smug little smirk over there, please. <laughs> I've now used and advised mm. patience for almost 10 years. Okay? Because of you. Because it fucking works. I fucking hate it. But You're welcome. Anyway. <laughs> when if you can hear the sound of our voice, you are even if you're a lurker, even if you're on the outskirts, you are part of a, you're finding parts of kink community. Now, what you do with that kink community is up to you and based mm-hmm. on, on who you are and what feels good to you and what you're willing to do. 
but it's a little, you gotta just pull the thread a little bit. So if you find loving BDSM, and let's say you come into a chat or you follow us on a social media platform or whatever, whatever, and you, one, once you tell the algorithm you follow this account, mm -hmm. the algorithm, it might take it a minute, but it'll go, oh, let me show you this one. Let me show right. you this thing. Let me, like, there are some, some debates to be had in a space that is not this space about algorithms but there are some benefits to it. So once you find that first account, that first person, that first connection, that first site, you just sort of pull that thread and you pay attention to where you're at because somebody is going to mention something else. Um, let's say you follow Loving BDSM on Instagram. Well, through that, you're gonna learn that Dom Sub Living is a thing. You might learn that Kink Academy is a thing. You're gonna mm -hmm. learn submissive guide is a thing. And based on your interest levels and, and what you're trying to learn, you just told me today you joined a uh, online rope community. Yeah. We haven't started talking about it yet because he just told me today, sorry y'all. But <laughs> <laughs> like things that we might mention depending on how you consume our content can send you down these other paths that you can go, wait, that's a thing that I could go look at or I could go check out. If you're on FetLife, yes, there are parts of FetLife that are cesspools because that's the internet. There's parts of every part of the internet mm -hmm. that are cesspools. Uh, it's just in the FetLife cesspool, you are more likely to see all kinds of body parts, naked ones. Um, but if you start on FetLife, let's say, and you follow this group, well, that group at some point is probably going to mention another group. They're gonna link to something. And that's how you start pulling at those strings to kind of go down those paths and yeah. find your community, right? Like that and to find what else is out there. Um, and that, not a, that's not a plug solely just to follow us and everybody we recommend is exactly who you need. That's not it at all. But between the algorithm and between the places that you're paying attention to online that are kink focused, that will hopefully talk about other kink focused things. Over time, you start finding these different spaces to find your community. In the Loving BDSM community, whether it's you know the comments and live chat on YouTube or it's our actual Patreon community, you make connections with people there because everybody who's coming into that community, the actual individuals will have their own knowledge base and their own, I've read that book, I went to that site, I watched this person, and you'll get those recommendations just from being in the community. And so the more you're in the community and involved on some level, whichever community it might be, the more you're gonna find what you're looking for or what you didn't know you were looking for that will help you figure out who the fuck you are. So community, 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 community. And that's not a plug for our Patreon, although it could be. <laughs> um, it's any community. Um, yeah. One of the frequent questions we get, which has nothing to do with identity, but kind of goes along as an example. Mm -hmm. People ask, rightly so, where can I find like, bodies that look like mine on the internet showing off rope bondage, showing off this kink, showing off that kink. Well, until you find the first one, it can be difficult. Like if you don't have a name to go by or, you know, your the social media of choice is hiding a specific uh, hashtag so you can't go see content under it, whatever, that, that can be the challenge, right? So then first you ask your community and people ask us all the time. And then you get a name or you get a couple of names or you get a suggestion and you follow that that little rabbit hole and see where it takes you. I follow, and I say I, it's really the Loving BDSM Instagram account. I think we follow one, maybe two accounts that feature bondage regularly and they happen to feature 
bodies of all shapes and sizes mm -hmm. regularly. Well, because of that one account that I happen to interact with, I can go to my like explore page or whatever it's called on Instagram and I'll see all kinds of stuff. But I was looking today and smack dab in the middle of my phone was an image that I absolutely tapped on to go look at mm -hmm. of uh, an art artist of an art of an artist who's selling like pins and stickers and stuff. And they, their kink art is fat bodies in bondage, fat, mm -hmm. sexy fat bodies, like big tummies and big thighs. Mm -hmm. And that's like their whole spiel and their whole shtick. And I can see that because I've taught the algorithm from just this one little account that I follow, which is a great account. Um, can I remember the name of it now? I think it's beacon underscore ropes. I think it's a private account though, mm. but it's really good for like representation. So like the thing you're looking for, sometimes we kind of expect that mm -hmm. if I Google a thing, if I Google a term or I Google a question, all of the possibilities should show up to me at once. Well, yeah. technically if you're willing to click on 1 million plus pages, they are. <laughs> <laughs> and I think many of us know that like that first page of Google for certain things kink related is not actually what we're looking for. And it would be nice if that was the case, but that those algorithms don't always work in our favor. So we have to work for it a little bit. We have to work for the thing we're trying to find. Google's not necessarily going to give us an instant answer that solves all our problems. And the best way I have found to do that is community, online or in person, where you can ask people, hey, who do you follow? Hey, what do you recommend? Hey, what's your experience with this? And in an algorithmic world online, follow one account that's got some level of community to it about the topic you're interested in, in this case, BDSM, mm -hmm. the algorithm will slowly start to give you more and more. Right. I didn't mean to rant. Like I, I I'm lecturing. You, did, you just took it and ran and I've been here just doing my thing. I know you've gotten up, you've gotten down. Yeah. Right. Um, well, my phone was blowing up. I want to make sure it was okay. nothing. What would you add to that? After I've just like screamed my full head off um, at people who you, didn't you, it. you said it just fine, you know, if you're not finding your community, it's out there. Uh, you know, you, you were talking about, you know, different communities that embrace all body types. Um, that's just like if you're into rope and, and, and you know, there there is a, a, a plus size rope group mm -hmm. on FET. That does not surprise me. You know, so it, it is out there. Um, you know, just, just real quick. I, I just want to touch on this because it kind of fits into this. You know, somebody was saying that they they were looking to be more active in their community, but because of their um, being in a smaller place mm -hmm. and, you know, their place in, in life, so to speak, sure. you know, they're a little um, concerned. Sure. Which, which rightly, you know, you should be sometimes. And, you know... Let's face it, in in the community, you go to a munch, all those folks are there for the same reason that you're there. And, you know, they're all concerned about being, right. you know, put out there. But what it comes down to is it, it's your own risk assessment. And, you know, depending on where you live, there might be another town close by that you're, you is within traveling distance mm -hmm. you know and and you could see if there's a community there that you can attend so you know there there are options there are there are ways to go about it yeah and 
had a thread of a thought and I lost it. I uh -oh. apologize. I know. I know. Mm -mm. I lost it. I like lost a it. moment, a fleeting moment. Right. But and and here's the thing. If you are uncertain of local community, then online community is, is valid and legit. Right. Right. Like a lot of mm -hmm. people figure themselves out completely and totally online before they can ever take it offline. Or the only time they get to take it offline is with a partner and the you know the actual engagement with the community is all online. So there are m multiple paths or multiple ways to get to what you're trying to get to, which is to have a community where you're learning something and discovering things. Um, none of it's instant. All of it is you gotta like find that first one, which will be the hardest part, and then kind of follow the path that gets laid for you, like based on what you happen to hear or see at that moment that you happen to be online with your King community. The other thing, oh, I know what I wanted to say. You would think for people who professionally talk about, think about work in kink more than 80 hours a week, let, let's be real, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> that we would know about all the things. Every no. week, I learn of some new either group or site or um, event all the time. That's how much is actually out there. It's not all accessible to all people. We got invited, not invited like, oh, we know you personally and love you, please come do this. But like, we got like the, the sales pitch kind of invite to, hey, there is this event in this city and not your state. Would you like to be a vendor? Would you like to be a sponsor? Well, I'm like, first of all, we're saving that email because no, we can't do it now, but I didn't mm -hmm. know you existed. Now, right. this is a thing that's been going on 10 years and probably has thousands of people who go to it, mm -hmm. but it was new information to me. Right. And that's 10 years on. So yeah. just like we're always learning new skills and new things about ourselves, we're always learning about new communities and activities and just places like we, and communities. We discovered there there's a, a community that does a lot up in the area of Florida where you're from. Now they weren't now, there yeah. when I was there, but yeah. fine, I'm glad they're there now. Mm -hmm. I keep getting the notifications of where they're they move their munch around because they're covering such a wide area. And I'm like, yeah. I know that restaurant. I have had chips and queso at that restaurant. <laughs> oh, I know that Chinese buffet. I used to go like, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm a little, I would not have gone by myself. We talked about this, I think yeah. in a previous episode, I would not have gone by myself, but still I'd go now just to go to the places they're going to eat for the munch because those were good restaurants. Uh, <laughs> So then my next thing on the list, and this one kind of ties into what we've talked about, but I think it's it's something you can do solo or mm -hmm. with just another human being, right? And that's just trying new things. Like some yeah. kinks can, you can do them to yourself. <laughs> there can be higher safety risks for certain things. Like mm -hmm. you have to be even more conscious of uh, safety in those things. I'm thinking of right. like self ties and stuff. <laughs> but as somebody who has absolutely whacked her own ass with a paddle and poured hot wax on her arm, yes, you too mm -hmm. can do these things on your own. Self-tying has become a huge You tell me about that all the time. Huge yeah. thing. Mm -hmm. um, there, there is a big um, uh, following mm -hmm. on on FET with a, the hashtag self-tie Tuesday. Sure. You know, and, and so many people in, in are involved with that. It, it's amazing. And they, you know, they do themes. They do, you know, a lot of different things. So, you know, yeah, there there is a lot you can engage in on your own. And, and those things that are the physical activities of kink, those can be done for you to go, 
yeah, I'll, I'll keep this on the maybe list. Maybe I'll do that with a partner, like if you do it on yourself or, yeah, we can keep trying that versus the, oh no, I don't, I don't like that sensation. I don't like that experience. I don't like how that went. Now, the thing that we have learned, and I think most long-term kinksters tend to figure out kind of quickly, is the thing you didn't like the first time you tried it mm-hmm. at this stage of your kink life, maybe something completely different and something you end up loving at another stage of your right. kink life. Um, because there's a lot of variables there. It's it's the exact materials you used. It's how you were feeling at that time. It's what you've learned about yourself and kink in general. It's, do, mm-hmm. are you doing it now with a trusted partner who is coming at it from like angles, the angle of a thing can change how it feels <laughs> like. So things that you might reject when you're doing your own self exploration can come back around later and you'll be like, well, I might try it again. Cause maybe it feels different. Things we tried early on that I went, no, thank you. Now they're now you're I'm like, like oh, okay, okay, let's, Let's give it a try. Yeah. The neon wand in yeah. Electroplay, I fucking hated it. I, I tolerated it because mm-hmm. you wanted to play and I like other electro stimulation, but yeah. I fucking hated the thing. And then we used it for the spicy page and I'm like, well, okay, you can bring that back out. That was delightful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like what were the variables that changed for me to have a change of heart about that and go, no, no, I am a person who plays with that kind of toy. Mm-hmm. Couldn't tell you, I could only guess, but something clearly changed. Yeah. And so a thing I thought I hated and I would go, no, I don't play with those, is now a thing I'm like, yeah, yeah, pull that out, it's fine. And those little bits of information are what make up who you are as a kinkster, your style, your Mm -hmm. identity, your way of interacting with kink, and all those teeny tiny little individual decisions you make and how they change over time are incorporated into who you are because the conversation I would have had a year ago about electroplay. If I was negotiating electroplay, I'm a person who's like, you can use the stim unit, you can use the this, you can use the that. Mm-hmm. You can't use that. I don't like it. The person I am today, if I'm negotiating an electro play scene with somebody, is like, yeah, you yeah, can yeah, use let's that. Let's talk about this. But I'll be like, <laughs> okay, here, here's my level. Don't go above this yeah. turn of the knob, right? Like, I, it yeah. becomes a different conversation with that one slight variable, mm-hmm. and so. Yeah, if you're like, okay, maybe I don't have access to a really big community or I've only, I've gone as far as I can or I'm waiting patiently to pull the thread of the community I'm in. I haven't gotten any good recommendations lately, like that kind of thing, right? What else can you be doing? Within the access you have, because some things do cost money, like don't use a Yankee candle to find out if you like wax play. The answer might be hell fuck no. Use an actual wax play candle, right? Like that Mm -hmm. will cost money, of course, to do that. but like, do I like to be hit with things? Go, go get your wooden spoon or a spatula out of your kitchen. Don't buy anything. Use your own hand. It right. does feel different when you do it to yourself versus mm-hmm. when somebody else does it. But you know, so the self-exploration will at least give you an idea. It will yeah. give you an idea of, yes, I'm interested in that. No, get mm-hmm. that the fuck away from me. Or I'm really interested in this thing, but less so about that thing. Like. And sometimes when you're like, what am I doing with my kink life? You know what? A a night in door closed, like if you got to share a house with somebody just in your room, just like, you know, tying some fucking knots. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know plenty of people who would call that a great night. Okay. (laughs) That would be a relaxing time had by all. And it's actually furthering some of your understanding of your kink experience. You know, that just gave me a thought. I've seen a number of people who... Um, explore pain by themselves with uh, nipple clamps, with um, uh, clothespins, mm-hmm. different things like mm-hmm. that. You know, so 
you 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 know that's another another way to do it and the other way i would um option i would give so if, if maybe you're already doing this applying all your kink items to yourself right another option for people who are so inclined is to get introspective and while i think it's good to realize that your thoughts about this may change over time with a different partner in a different position in your life at a different time like whatever whatever uh, if you are so inclined to do things like journaling have at it um yes uh, didn't plan for this but yes loving bdsm our workbooks 30 days of ds one and two they can be used as journal prompts where you write out or type <laughs> out you know your thoughts on these ideas mm -hmm. i think kink academy has one that's like 365 days of kink there are online ones that people have put together of like 30 days of kink or whatever um where you're given a topic or a prompt and you spend some time thinking about how you feel about it and how you feel today about that thing is not set in stone and you can change your mind later you probably will on some levels like evolve a bit even if you don't change totally but that's something something you can do on your own to attempt to mm -hmm. get a better idea of who you are as a kingster what's your identity what's your style right. what do you want who are you in this kink space as of this moment as long as you accept that it can and will change like i see so many people who are like but when I was 25, I was this way, and now I'm 35, I'm not. What is wrong? Fucking nothing. Life, <laughs> evolution, change, <clears throat> experiences, it all contributes. Like the think, God, God help me, I'm glad I don't think some of the things I thought at 25, now that I'm 43, okay? <laughs> I mean, look, she was trying real hard, and she was a little engine that could, and doing the best with what she knew and what she had, but 25 year old me was kind of a fucking dumbass. Okay. <laughs> she was trying real hard and we're going to give her a for effort. But 43 year old me would be like, no, no, baby. No, put that down. Stop talking to him. <laughs> Come on over here. You can do like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. The, the, but that, you know, if you're looking for a way to kind of know, know yourself a little bit better, if you, you know, journal prompts are a thing. Um, I know that there are probably some, there's probably somebody online somewhere, FetLife, Instagram, somebody who posts prompts. I mean, cause that's just, you know, the internet does that there somewhere. I don't know of any specifically, but I'm sure that that's out there too. So that's another thing. Get, get introspective and just, you know, try to remember that whatever you think today, it's okay to, to, to change your mind later, but mm -hmm. it gives you it creates structure for you to go, what do I think about this as of right now, based on what I know, based on the experiences I've had. Yeah. And then that can help inform, you know, how you proceed in other areas of your kink life later. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> what, do you have anything? Okay. And last one on my list, and that's a repeat of something I've said earlier, and you're gonna fucking love it. JB, I mean, is going to love it. The rest of you are like me. The fuck, are you kidding me? You've got to be patient. Give yourself time to learn and huh. grow and evolve. I, I think, and I, I, I vaguely remember this. I figured out I was submissive. And then it was like, okay, what does that mean? Who am I in relation to other people? Is this who I am forever now? And I mean, and on a certain level, I, mm -hmm. my kink, 
life and kink identity is a part of me, is my identity. It's not just the thing I do, it is who I am. So yes, I am submissive, but give an example uh, from a realization that we had when we did that, uh, one of the exclusive videos for Patreon. Um, I would, prior to this moment in that particular video, would have told you that only daddy vibes did it for me. Uh, when it comes to most types of dominance, like, mm -hmm. or most types of just people, regardless, like if you've got a daddy vibe, I'm here for it. And then in the middle of a conversation, I went, she gives off mommy vibes. And I was about to go, and I don't like that. And then I went, but wait, do I? And then after all this fucking time, had, had a moment of an existential crisis of, am I turned on by this? I don't know. I think I came to the idea that probably was mm -hmm. the answer, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so it can happen at the most random times, at the times you're not trying to be introspective and evolve and like, you just out here fucking living your life being stupid on the internet. And, yeah. <laughs> and you realize there's a part of you that wasn't really there and accessible to you <laughs> even five minutes earlier. Right. Like it's a time thing. It's a, it's a experience thing. It's a, oh, I've been there, done that. And I did not like that t-shirt I got, thanks. And yeah. so there's a rejection of some things. And then there's a, there's a curiosity about others. I mean, mm -hmm. the, the thing, there are lots of things that drive me crazy about some parts of any community. It's not just BDSM communities because people are people wherever they go. But when I come across those people, who refuse growth, who refuse to say, I might be different now than I was, who do the, this is how I've done it for all these years. So this is the only way I or anyone can ever do it. Like that, like, like where's your fucking curiosity for life of what, what, like, what might you be into? What might you think <laughs> that you didn't think apparently 10 minutes ago or 10 years ago? Like, but that's a time thing. Yeah. And that's the frustrating part because you can't just checklist it and you can't just like, let me like speed run this level. Y'all didn't know I knew that terminology. I've watched the internet um, to get through it so I can be at this place. Like, -eh, it doesn't work that way. No, it doesn't. Um, you know, there, there's no time frame on, on getting to a specific place in, in the journey. Um, for one, we all learn differently. We all go at our own pace, um, you know, and, and as many years as I've been in this lifestyle and doing this, I am still to this day learning. I'm curious, have you in recent memory, so it doesn't have to be like uh -oh. five minutes ago, but can you think of a recent time where you had a shift where it was, you thought you did or didn't like a thing or you mm -hmm. were or weren't into it and you shifted and went, oh, actually, maybe. Um, it, it's not been a major shift, but um, lately I have been very curious about cupping. Mm, okay. All right. And at one time I would have, mm, yeah. Like, you know, so I mean, it, it's not been like a major head shift. But sure. It's not it's the like, daddy to mommy vibes yeah, thing that yeah. I experienced. But, um, <coughs> It, it's it, it it has become enough of a curiosity that I've even you know put it on my curious about list okay on fet okay okay I I would be down for trying cupping mm -hmm. I think I don't know enough about it I might be getting my terminology wrong the is it 
the one with heat or hot cupping or heat cup fire. Am I thinking um, there, fire cupping? Am well, I thinking? There, what am I thinking? Well, there, there's two kinds. There's there's fire cupping, which right. is one, uh-huh. and then there's like a, a vacuum. I definitely would be down for that, but something about mm-hmm. the heat. I mean, I'm terrified of fire because yeah. I know how how I am. I mm-hmm. would hurt myself. But same reason I'm not allowed to touch sharp things either without supervision. Um, right. When look, I just own my klutzy self. It's fine. Um, but I am a danger to myself and others with certain things. But I would be <laughs> down for because the idea of heat added yeah. to that, like that, it's. Cupping is not one I'm, that's ever been on my list. Like, yes, definitely, let's try. Mm-hmm. But it's never been one I've recoiled from. Gotcha. So I guess if it's on your curious to try list and you're going down in the future, any rabbit holes where you research it, because that's what you do when you get curious, mm-hmm. put me down as a, sure, we could try yeah. that out. I'd be, I'd be down. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been thought about reaching out to the uh, local community around here if anybody sure. does it and, you know, would they be willing to... Mm-hmm. This is why we work, because if I can't learn it online, I'm, I'm probably not going to seek out other opportunities. And yet you are the one who we've had somebody not where we live now in our backyard teaching you how to throw a whip. Uh, you go to any workshop you can get get to without right. it being a financial hardship mm-hmm. to learn a thing. You're like, why? Yes, I now know enough people and in, in enough places I can ask, hey, does anybody know how to do cupping? And could I learn from you? Like, yeah. I'm so glad you work that way. Because, yeah, if I, if I can't find it online and a, probably a video tutorial, <laughs> then I can go by myself where almost no one can see me and, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. be awful at it until I'm better at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> um, also, I keep thinking this is another time thing. This is another patience thing. There's things we, we want to do that we just can't make work right now. And and feel like we're being responsible human beings. Right. right? Um, and I keep thinking, wait, these children keep just growing up and needing us less and less, even if Mm -hmm. they're still living in our house. And quite frankly, we even talked about it. Like, okay, if a kid is still living with us while they're in college, at least we don't have to board the dog or the cats if we want to go somewhere. And it's like, it's starting to feel more and more like a reality that wait, there will be a time when we can safely and confidently leave these people here and we can go somewhere. Correct. And they can not only take care of themselves, they can take care of the pets mm-hmm. and they won't burn the house down. Right. Uh, <laughs> that time is coming. And so I'm very curious about. Yeah, we are, we are on, we're hovering on that, that cusp. cusp yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm very curious about our personal evolution. Once we have access to all these things that we've wanted to do, mm-hmm. to travel, to go to events and not yeah. like as loving BDM, BDSM, what are what is our name? I don't know. Not just as our entity, but like as individuals who want to go to just kink attend, events yeah. to go to fucking kink events. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. um, like that will be another. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, step forward. Just, I think just here in 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 the state we live in alone, um, you know, there there's FPE every year. There is Beyond Leather. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say there, I can't think of the name of it right now, but usually annually there's a big rope event in Orlando. Fire? Fire, I think it is. Yeah, you might be. Here's the thing with cost being what it is. I would send you to fire happily. Be like, go, have a good time. I I know know. you're going to be in heaven. Bring me back something. (laughs) Multiple something. Bring you back a Diet Coke and you're happy. But also something from the vendor booths. <laughs> I mean, think about it. You just bought some new rope and I you did. were thinking of me when you picked the colors. I did. I was. And that's how you know you have influence. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
like it's not really for me it's for him mm. but he thought of me when he picked the mm. colors mm. um but yeah that and and that's the thing we could come back in we could come back in as little as a year but we could come back in five years and redo this conversation and go how have we evolved because right. the life experiences we have within and outside of kink are going to determine how we interact and what we do and what we want and some mm-hmm. things will mostly stay the same they'll just get a little bit there'll be there'll be subtle shifts um there will absolutely be changes and because we've kind of experienced some of them recently based on aging and right. disability and health and like look those things are realities too mm-hmm. and you evolve around to to encompass those facets of your life to have whatever kink life you're trying to have. And yeah. and I don't think either of us are at points, even though people have asked us to, to talk about some of those things, because it kind of feels like we're still kind of in the thick of it. And I tend to like to, most things, not all, mm-hmm. most things I like to talk about when I'm enough outside of it that I can kind of look back and go, oh. oh okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sometimes yeah. we don't, like we've done yeah. episodes where it's like, this is the thing we're going through and here's how we're handling it right now. Mm-hmm. But there's always that caveat of, oh, we'll change our mind or something will, you know, yeah. need to shift or whatever, whatever. But so, yep. yeah. Anything else? Nothing. No. So I how how to figure out who you are? Uh, keep living your life as a kingster, and you will. It is a process. And it's an ongoing process, right. and um, you know, it's always changing and evolving. And what you know, some of the changes or evolutions or whatever that. I know I've experienced that. I think you've experienced. I didn't know I was going through them at the time. It was a, I looked up and then I looked back and went, oh, yeah, I did used to do that differently. Or, mm-hmm. oh, I used to think about that differently. Or, oh, like there are some that were obvious, like going from you being sir to you being daddy to you embracing being a daddy dom. That was an overt and obvious shift, yeah. right? The day we got, we were daddy and baby girl in a scene. That was an overt shift. But other parts of kind of what has become our style, what has become our identity, they're just all the different tiny little ways we've, and some big, that we've reacted to to the life we have in the moment and to one another and to our reality and to what is available to us mm-hmm. and to what we've learned. Like part of it is if you wanna figure out your identity and your style and who the fuck you are as a kingster, got to be open to learning you got to be open to taking in new information um from communities where you you feel like you're getting information you can trust um and sometimes that means you have to seek it out like you have to be very purposeful and intentional Mm -hmm. and sometimes you just kind of got to be open to just existing if you're already in a kink community you just got to kind of be open to it and present enough to for the information you didn't know you needed to kind of waft by um because seeking out too much information we're back to that drink from a fire hose thing Mm -hmm. um and sometimes just just being there and being present the information that you didn't even know you needed will sometimes just be there in front of you uh so then you have to be willing to like acknowledge it to be aware of it to see it to you know i mean we've i've had I think you and I've had this conversation, but I've had this realization a few times and I've heard other creators talk about it many times. And it's, you know, the thing, we say some of the same types of things over and over again. You have heard us talk about communication mm-hmm. and and trust and all that, What right? The things we talk about, sometimes the first time you hear a thing, no matter how 
good air quote that the information is how well intentioned it doesn't land it doesn't hit it's you're not in the place for it right then right right and then you can hear it again from the same person or a different source months years later and that is the right time and place for you to take in that information and for it to mean something and for you to go wait what what was that and you might have heard it 10 times before and it didn't register and it didn't shift anything for you and then that one time you heard it and it was the right moment for you to be ready to make that shift and that is a little bit of figuring yourself out too like Mm -hmm. we we are repeaters of information. <laughs> it's the hardest, there are many hard parts, but this is the hardest part of content creation is not saying the same thing every fucking week. Uh, but finding different ways to say the same thing mm-hmm. helps different people at different times. So, right. And, and that's part of the evolution too. And, you know, one of the, the, the best, or not best, but um, one of the biggest ways of, of learning is reinforcement. Yes. So, so yeah. you know. I'm just going to keep saying communication, communication, communication. <laughs> and you're going to keep going, patience, patience, patience. That's and right. I'm going to keep giving you dirty looks mm, and hating yeah. how right you are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so, yeah. Um, that That's our thoughts yeah. on figuring out who you are as a kingster mm-hmm. and how to try to go about it. Um it will happen unless you're just that stubborn. It will happen without you trying, (laughs) but you can try to help it along and be Mm -hmm. intentional for sure. For sure. True. 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 So I think that's it for the topic. Mm -hmm. And so then we can do a bonus section. Sure. I almost thought I didn't have anything to share for the bonus section. (laughs) And just, just this moment now I went, Oh yeah, I do. I do have stuff to share for the bonus section. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, all right. So are we good? (laughs) That is not for me to say. Keep Keep it kinky, kinky, y'all, and we'll see you next week. Can I talk to the crickets, please? Um, You can, but first I have something I want to say real quick. Um, You know, I I watch the um, live chat Mm. on my iPad here because I can't see across. No, I have to look at the bottom of my glasses to see it anyway, but yeah, yeah. So um, there there was uh, a lot of conversating going on about being old. Mm. And then I started seeing, you know, a few people started talking about their ages. And they're all my age. I noticed that. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm looking at it and I'm like, all right, I'm on the cusp of 62 this year. Yeah, you're starting to get retirement <clears throat> even. <laughs> yeah, I know. What you're eligible for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I am on the cusp of 62 this year. Y'all are youngins. I know. Okay. Y'all are youngins. I am definitely no longer 20 something or even 30 something, but I do know I'm not 60 something. <laughs> yeah. Two, two generations. Actually, we're both cuspers because I'm a Xennial yeah. and you are the between the boomer and Gen X. 
but yeah. we're still basically a generation apart from one another. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It, when we do the episode on um, DS and aging, we will come at it from two different two angles. Two different <laughs> angles, yeah. Yep. <laughs> two different places <laughs> in life. And I know, because they have commented in different places, uh, that there are people who listen to the, the podcast um, who are even older than you are, that are in like their 70s. Yeah. So one, I hope yeah. that gives everybody hope, uh, anybody younger than that, that yeah, you've got a whole ass life ahead of you. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, nothing mm-hmm. is, the only thing behind you is uh, lack of information and bad decisions. Okay, <laughs> you got a long life ahead of you. Um, so. <laughs> Oh, okay. Oh. I'm, I'm I'm a respected yes, elder. Silence is okay. here. I mean, yes. It, you know, it's funny when you and I first kind of got together. I already thought it was pretty impressive that even then you you had understood you were kinky and been part of the lifestyle in some way for at that point 15 years. Yeah. And you know, I I think I, maybe many most other people kind of get this. I don't. I don't know what 43 feels like because if like I think of my internal age, I'm still in my like 20 sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, how old am I? I don't know. But it's also even though I'm quite aware that time marches on because I'm watching two small yeah. children become like weeds. They're so fucking mm-hmm. tall and getting older. But also I forget that time marches on because it's like that's right. You've been in the BDSM lifestyle for 25 years, and I remember within the past 10 years reading from different people who've written books whenever and they're like oh yes i've been doing this about 20 years you know and i'm i always thought wow that's a long time and now i'm looking at you going that's right 20 25 years <laughs> like as as somebody who's been yeah. in the lifestyle 10 years i would not say that i'm like i'm experienced but i would not classify myself as some kind of elder like i still feel like a baby like but 25 years, Probably. you can rent a car, uh, rent a hotel room, and buy your own auto insurance. I mean, you're an adult. The, the, that length of time is a grown-ass adult. Damn. I know. I don't like adulting. I mean, no, it fucking sucks. Right. I mean, except when you have the money for and can. Buy the fuck, well, you know, fucking it, shit you it was, want and do whatever it, you want. It was already maybe a year ago I was, I was at the Munch and um, was asked to speak talked to somebody who was there that was basically new to lifestyle and you know when i told him how long i'd been in line like oh you're a veteran (laughs) (laughs) and yet we know people who have been in it longer than you that can remember like figuring it out before there was an internet and learning Mm -hmm. about themselves before there was an internet so yeah yeah so yeah um and yet and yet to me you're not old like I don't like my brain does not comprehend. Now the kids will tell you that oh, they yeah. think you're like old as fucking Methuselah. Mm-hmm. They don't know. They don't know the expression Methuselah. But you know, yeah. they like the thirteen year old. They goes, think I'm old you're as dirt. Yeah. Old, and I'm like, shut up! No, he's not. But <laughs> from a thirteen year old's perspective, yeah, because you got almost fifty years on it. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. But, but you know. Yeah, he'll get there. I know, I know. Yeah, he'll he'll. Lord he'll, willing, and the creek don't the rise, creek don't but rise, still, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, talk to the crickets now. So I've been, <laughs> I've been talking about this every week because it's been super exciting, and yet I I have an update, and yet I don't. We don't have a resolution to tell you, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna be a proud mom, as I often am now in these in these bonus sections, because that's the phase of life we're in. <laughs> The 17-year-old 
was accepted into the University of Florida School of Music mm-hmm. and on a provisional kind of thing, but it, it works and it's fine and it, it, it's legit, uh, accepted into University of Florida. So if he chooses to, he can go to University of Florida when he starts college. However, he was also accepted into the University of South Florida's School of Music. We already had known he had been accepted in general admission. And so he actually has to make the choice between the two and he doesn't know which one he wants yet. And we also don't know the full amount of money they're offering because we don't know if he's got a scholarship offer from the second choice. And so there's no decision made, but the child's been accepted. And I looked at him and went, well, you finally just understand that, yes, there are things you can improve as a student and as a musician, but people who don't know you and so don't give a shit about you want you in their programs. And so, yes, you're doing something with your ability through your hard work and your talent. And mm-hmm. yes, you're you're a good musician. Can always be better because that's life. But you are a good musician and you did the damn thing. Yeah. Um, so, yes, it's very exciting. Um, he has been playing it very low key. So I have not jumped up and down and squealed and screamed like I want to because... <laughs> He has not been that way. No, he hasn't. <laughs> he's he hasn't. Been very casual about it, at least in front of us. I don't know what he's like with his friends. Right. Um, and there are a lot of logistical decisions to make for him to figure out which is the best fit. I don't know if anybody heard that, but Lola is dreaming and and like making little woof woof sounds in her sleep. Um, so yeah, proud, proud mom moment. Um yeah, I wish it was settled, but I think he also wishes it was settled. But I also know why it's not settled yet. Um, he is very aware of how UF is with their school of music and the vibe and the place and the people from what he, who he's met so far. We, he now wants to get that sense from the other school. Um, and also we gotta look at, we gotta look at the dollar amount. We gotta look at what exactly is being offered and what will have to be spent out of pocket to go to either one to then decide so yeah but we're very proud of him we're very happy for him Mm -hmm. it's another step further um in the process uh at least there's no more wondering will he get in at all yeah yeah i mean technically he's been accepted at three right he just the other school that he he got accepted general admission he doesn't want to go to the their school of music so he didn't even audition for it um, I have no doubt he would get into that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, it's exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, indeed. It's kind of nice to no longer be going, but but what? But now the thing we're waiting on is if the second school is going to offer him scholarship money and they are sending that information later than when they sent the decision mm-hmm. about whether mm-hmm. he got in or not. So <sighs> it's just, uh, this is the stage of life we're in. And yet I my brain has to kind of, constantly shift between massive massively different stages of life because 17 year old is graduating high school getting ready for college making these Mm -hmm. kinds of decisions and the 13 year old is combating all of the awfulness that is middle school and also like his own anxiety and all the things coming up for him so he has both kids have a band competition uh the day after we record on thursday um we don't go to that one um because it's not like a marching band competition where like there's a stadium and there's like, so they go off with their respective schools do that. Um, But 
so that's happening and that's a big long day and the 13 year old with with the same some of the same kinds of anxieties his mother would have about it is very concerned because there is no come home from school get dressed leisurely get to the venue it's it's a anybody with a who was a band parent or had a band kid or was a band mm-hmm. kid it's the after school rush around get your uniform on figure it out you're probably gonna be standing either in a gym locker room or a kind of gross bathroom to get it done oh but make sure you look professional and clean when you're done um <laughs> yeah. and he just keeps going how does this work how does this work and i'm like maybe it there will be a method and you nobody is asking a bunch of teenagers to get undressed in front of one another in this level like marching man that's different you put the uniform on over your clothes mm-hmm. no big deal this is the put the tuxedo shirt on and the and dress, dress pants, pants and, and the shoes and yeah but we have to send him to school tomorrow with everything he needs so i'll be packing him up tonight <laughs> to make sure between the two of us and you yeah that he has we don't what forget anything <laughs> like i could absolutely see a panicked text or phone call mom i don't have socks and be like right. i'll meet you at the school with socks and hands socks shoes, shoes um buttons for the tuxedo shirt, shirt. cummerbund bow tie, bow tie. <laughs> new brand new pants not to be confused <laughs> yeah. with the old pants that haven't been donated yet because he grew in the past i think four months since i bought those pants he grew two inches yeah. in height I, when will this child stop growing um <laughs> so yeah, so that's exciting. But then mm-hmm. at the end of March, because we're officially in March now, the end of March, yeah. the 13-year-old, the anxious one, like on medication anxious, <laughs> asked to and is going on a four-day, three-night band trip yeah. to New Orleans. Mm-hmm. On one level, I am super ecstatic, excited for him. He's never gotten to go on a trip like this. Like his formative, like early school years where there could have been overnight trips, there was a plague outside, so they didn't do those. Not that there's not a plague outside now, but you know, things have gotten back to whatever. So he thought he was gonna have some friends going. They said they were going. I think they even paid part of their money. And then they decided they were not going, but he was too far in because it's non-refundable and we had paid the money. So he has to room with somebody he doesn't know. He's freaking out about that. He is convinced that he will be thrown to the wolves and nobody will tell him how to do anything. I'm assuring him that's not actually true. Um, But but also he's, I think, kind of excited, even though his friends aren't going, which I I know that's why he wanted to go because his friends were going. Um, He also understands why he is not backing out now because that was a lot of money that we paid over time and like grandma helped help put the money in for it. Mm -hmm. Like it was a family endeavor to get this done. So he's going, um, yeah. but but that will be the first time in a few years that he will not be home right. with us. And I'm already trying to figure out where we can send his big brother. <laughs> like, don't don't you have some place you'd like to go for right. a couple of days? <laughs> friends, friends to hang out with today, you know? I'm sure, yeah. there's a party somewhere. Right, right, right. Uh, Pro, uh, they've done co-ed like sleepovers, but not like like serious like slumber parties. But he's been done. He's been to a couple of co-ed sleepovers. Like I might be down for that. Just take your protection because I know shit happens. Like just can you got some place you could be? Because child free. I mean I don't, I don't even remember her. Like who is she? I don't right, I don't know right, anymore. Right. So. <sighs> yeah. 
Yep. And on, on another note, and I, I think probably a good time to close it out. Okay. Um, we are one step closer to our new internet. We thought we would have the new internet potentially mm-hmm. today, but we did not know there was yet another step. Yeah. So last week they ran the main cable down the street and to the house. Um, yesterday the folks were here uh, from the box that they put on the outside of the house. They ran the cable around the house and into the office and set up the wall plate where everything will eventually go. So the the next step to this process, um, because they actually did, they ran the fiber uh, from the connection box on the outside from, from where it came in from the, from the main cable and through and into the house. So we, act, we literally do have fiber into the house here in the office. Uh, next step will be they will have a splicer come in and, and splice the fiber and hook up a converter that will then go to our router. So, um, yeah, getting closer, getting closer. I know. They have not called me yet. They might have since we were doing this, but they yeah. haven't called me yet to schedule that. But they've been on top of everything. They were so mm-hmm. on top of scheduling yesterday's whatever the hell it is you just said they did that um, they called the day before and said, hey, we actually have an opening this week. We come out. We're like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. And then the day of, they called and said, we need to get this. A different person. We need to get this scheduled. And then, thankfully, they texted me. And so I texted back, is this different from our 1 o'clock appointment today? <laughs> and he came back with, oh, no, my bad. I didn't realize they'd already scheduled. And I'm like, mm-hmm, I'll yep. see you at 1, which was really 1.30. And it was funny because on the phone, I was like, I know this is an estimate, but about how long does this usually take? And they were like, oh, 30 minutes to an hour. <laughs> They arrived at 1.30. Uh, they left right after 3. I was like, okay, yeah. I'm glad we didn't schedule that too tight with anything else. Right, right, right. But yes, one step closer. Yep. Um, I'm not sure you're going to be able to contain yourself. I think everything in life is going to stop once they've done that for you to connect all of the things you have to do. I just mm-hmm. I feel like I was almost a little uncertain because um, Local Munch was last night, yeah. night before recording, Tuesday. And before we understood that this was only one step of uh, at least mm-hmm. one more, um, I was like, is he really going to go to the munch when there might be new internet to hook up around this house? Like, is that <laughs> really going to happen? Uh, so for for your sake, I'm glad that there's another step and you yeah. didn't have to feel that push and pull that, between. That, that pressure. Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm glad yeah, that yeah. you could just go. Mm-hmm. And then he told me when he got back, because I didn't go, I was like, I just, I want to, I want to do some self-care and I want to paint my nails and I need to whack some of, some of the things that are growing on my face off. Uh, and I was like, I, I just want to stay home. And he was like, that's fine. Then he comes home and tells me there were like 50 to 60 people. And I'm like. So it, 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 was, it, was, it was easily <laughs> the largest amount of people yet that have seen. We've, I mean, we've had some large groups <clears throat> at that month. Last night, it, it was the biggest I have seen. I, I have to admit, it was even a little overwhelming for me, the mm-hmm. amount of people there last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So very happy that the Munch is doing really well and yeah. growing. And, you know, that, mm-hmm, that's a, mm-hmm, a testament mm-hmm. to the local community. And that is wonderful. Also, I'm very glad I stayed home with my hot wax and my nail polish <laughs> and spilled acetone all over myself. And it right. was I'm like, yes, very grateful that yeah. I had that opportunity. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, that uh, there's always more. But oh, yeah, we're, we 
we're gonna go. I haven't eaten lunch yet, and I could use a snack. I know. I know. You made your pasta sauce for dinner tonight, but Mm -hmm. it's been on the stove since like ten. Yep. So it, it smells it's, delicious. It, it's simmering and getting happy. I know. And, <coughs> and the fan behind us that, you know, helps cool the room pulls in from the kitchen so that, that smell just gets pulled in here with it. Yep. So it smells warm and cozy, but yep. I've only had a, a bowl of cereal and a couple of coffees today, so I'm mm-hmm. going to need to get something else yeah. uh, to tide me over. So, yeah, that's it for mm-hmm. us this week. Yep. Thanks um, for joining us. Yep. And I'm sure there's some things I've been meaning to say and I have forgotten and I'll hopefully not forget mm. them next time um we have the q a coming up this saturday for Patri- patreon and uh, mm-hmm. youtube membership yep, yep yep and then other things this is a busy month for stuff like that all over our calendar blah blah if you're interested links in the places uh mm-hmm. also loving bdsm etsy shop links in the places and yeah we're gonna go mm-hmm. okay all right bye bye